This is the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal, All Anal Podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr. Sebastian Starr. With your host, Sebastian Starr. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Starr, and today I wanted to talk about something that doesn't really get talked about too, too much as far as your musical taste or your taste in music, rather. So I feel like for a lot of young people, you're peer pressured into doing a lot of different things, especially when you're like in your early teens, your early to mid teens, like 11, 12, 13 years old. You just want to blend in with the crowd. You want to fit in and do what everybody else is doing. And in a lot of ways, you craft your interests around what other people are interested in, just so you can say, oh, well, we have that thing in common. And I noticed that as I've gotten older, a lot of things that I was like, oh my God, I'm crazy about when I was like 13 years old, looking at it as an adult is just like, eh. And I'm saying all of that to say this, um, I I don't think I was ever really a fan <laughs> was ever really a fan of Drake. Now, let me, before you you come from my throat, just hear me out just for a second. I can remember going on vacation with my family to Atlanta to visit my great aunt who, you know, is like this super wealthy uh, single woman who just likes to have people come over her house all the time. And I was with my cousins and this was right when uh, Thank Me Later came out, which Thank Me Later was a great, I'm not even going, I'm not going to sit here and deny that Thank Me Later wasn't a great album. It was a great album. And 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 I remember listening to it and I remember us, you know, going over the songs and we listened to the entire album from start to finish. And I was like, bro, this is wonderful. This is great. And it was just like the three of us was just chilling and we just couldn't believe how amazing, phenomenal, wonderful this album is. And then, you know, a couple of years later, you got to Take Care, which again was another great album, you know. It had a lot of great songs on it. It had a really great feeling to it. And then you got Views, and, and, and then everything after Views just kind of was like, huh, okay, that was cool. And, and maybe it just started with Views, or maybe it was because I was a child when Thank Me Later came out, so I was just influenced by the hype and popularity of Drake. And so many people were like, oh my God, Drake is the greatest rapper of all time. And it was like this oversaturated ideology that this former child star in a popular Canadian TV show who was so, you know, suave and charming and clever and sweet. And he was such a gentleman. Oh, but he can rap too. He makes great rap music. And then it just, I'm not going to say it got to his head. I'm not going to say it, it, you know, like made his ego bigger than what it was, but somewhere between take care and views, something changed. And I remember, good Lord, I remember having, I remember when views came out, I was in college at this time and I listened to it and I wasn't impressed now, now, mind you, I, I had just started getting into analytics at about this time, and I wasn't even analyzing it. I was just listening to it, and it's just like, okay, this is this is cool. I mean, this is that's that was cool. And 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 lately, in the past couple of years, every time I listen to a Drake song, it just sounds like the same thing to me. And then I came to this realization that I was never really a fan of this guy. <laughs> 
but that doesn't that doesn't go to say that I don't acknowledge or appreciate greatness when I see it or when I hear it. Thank me later. Even even so far gone was a great project. Like so far gone was amazing. Thank me later was great. Take care was phenomenal. I don't know what the fuck happened with views, but views just it plummeted downward. And and you can you can chew me out as much as you want to about that. You can you can you can talk all the shit that you want. You're not gonna sit here and tell me that you thought that that album was good. Like he had maybe, and I downloaded the entire album because at the time I was under the impression, oh, well, you're a Drake fan. You're going to download the whole album. You're going to listen to it. I listened to it. I downloaded the whole, it just didn't impress me. And I'm, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, just put on this facade. Like I'm difficult to impress. I'm really not. I'm really fucking not. Like I'm, I'm very easily entertained. So it just didn't do anything for me. And now, if you're reading this, it's too late, was good. If you're reading this, it's too late, had the same feel as Thank Me Later. I think. I, I am under the impression that if you're reading this, it's too late, had the same type of energy that Thank Me Later had. And that's why it was good to take care. I don't think this nigga has ever made or will ever make an album as great as Take Care. And Take Care... This is it's such a cliche to say that that's Drake's best album, but when you really like think about not only the number of hits, but the overall feel of that album, it's, it's very emotional, it's very personal. And I think that when it comes to the albums and projects that followed, he tried to mimic that. And it's unmimicable. I'm not even sure that's a real word, but you can't. You can't duplicate it. You can't make another take care. Your take care too is not in the future for this guy. It's like the it's just it's solid. It's solid, it's stable, it's steady, it's great, exactly how it is. And trying to imitate that, because after take care, Drake kind of got this, you know, reputation of being like that really emotional guy. You know, you don't listen to Drake while you're thinking about your ex-girlfriend at 3 a.m. because you're going to end up driving to her house in the pouring rain, crying your eyes out and begging to play. It's the, it's the stereotype. That became his reputation after Take Care, which that isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know? It's just something kind of funny that people would bring up. When it comes to Drake, it's like, oh, you in your feelings right now, aren't you? It's that same type of thing. But I think when it came to the projects after, it, he tried to duplicate that. And you can't, you can't duplicate it. It's not something that can be duplicated. And I just, I don't know. I, and I tried so hard to, to, to really be like, man, I, I, I like this guy. And I, I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't. I'm not. And again, this is nothing to do with Drake as an individual. Drake as an individual is, he seems like a pretty legitimate guy. He seems like a very well-rounded, easygoing type of guy. I mean, I, Lord Jesus have mercy. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with him personally, other than the fact that he seems to be very emotionally invested with the women that he's in relationship with, which that's not bad. That's not a bad thing, but people make fun of him for it. And it's like, that's not fair. You can't make fun of a nigga for, you know, being in love. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, to be honest, 
if we're being honest, <laughs> I haven't really been listening to Drake like that. And I think it's just because in my youth, I tolerated him. In my youth, I was under the impression that that's what great music was. And it was great. But now that I'm older, anything that I hear from him is just like, it's just like it's mediocre. It's average. It's basic. It's standard. And I know there are some diehard, diehard Drake fans out there who are like, you don't know what you're talking about. His man is great. He's been breaking records and blah, 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 blah. Kudos. I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying... I'm not saying that to say that Drake doesn't deserve all of the praise that he gets. I'm not saying that to say that I don't think Drake is worthy of the titles that he's earned, the awards, the certifications. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for me, I just don't think I was ever really a, a fan. I just liked him because everybody else did. And... Now that there's nothing really left to like, now don't get me wrong, Nice For What is my shit. I love that song. And, and maybe it's this. Maybe it's I like Drake more as a rapper. Like when he really tries, when he really tries to rap, he does a really good job. I'm not going to deny that. He's, he's a very funny individual. Whenever he does like cameos in movies or TV shows, he's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Because he was an actor first, so he and naturally is good at that. But when he gets like too deep in his feelings musically, it's not a turnoff per se, but it's like you're not saying anything new. You know what I mean? Like there's this, there's this, you, you've, you've, you've absorbed that reputation of being this overly emotional guy. And now that's all that you have. That's your gimmick. And for someone to be as good at making music as he is, you'd think there would be some type of diversity in there. And it just doesn't, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound good to me. Like the music itself is fine. The lyricism is subpar. It's not blow, it doesn't blow my mind. I'm not blown away by it. But it all just feels the same. And maybe it's always been like that. And I just didn't notice it until I got older. And maybe that's my fault. But then again, I was a child. <laughs> I was a child and I really started getting in to Drake like that. And again, it might have just been because that's what everyone else was listening to. That's who everyone else was obsessed with. And I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to be a part of the crowd. So when people say, oh, you listen to Drake, I'd be like, yeah, I love Drake. And then you could name drop some songs from the albums that you've heard directly. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here in front like So Far Gone wasn't great. So Far Gone was great. You know, Thank Me Later was great. Take Care was great. Something about Views, though. After Views, I just kind of gave up. And then, Lord Jesus, have mercy. I, just, I, I tried really, really hard to see the, the, the diversity in this nigga's like, life. And then I almost forgot about Nothing Was The Same. Nothing Was The Same was... It was okay. It was... I, I'll give it maybe... A handful of songs on that album were, I'm not going to say worth listening to, but just like, they were, they were to, in my opinion, they were greatness. And a lot of people went goo-goo-ga-ga crazy over Nothing Was The Same. And it's not really too much. It's, again, he tried to mimic Take Care 
he tried to mimic that. And it's so much singing and not enough rapping. And it's just like, why are you doing this? And I, I can't. And I found myself downloading the entirety of Nothing Was The Same. And I would skip songs regularly. Not to say that these songs weren't good, but they weren't worth listening to over and over again. It wasn't the type of song that like, oh man, I got to listen to it right away. Or if it plays, you let it play through. It, it wasn't like that. And again, these songs aren't terrible. It's not terrible music. He doesn't make terrible music. It just all sounds the same. And for someone like him to just really be caught up in this mindset of, you know, this is my reputation, this is who I am, you can always change that. Your gimmick doesn't have to be what the world tells you that it is, but you've absorbed yourself into that ideology and now that's how you make a living. And it's just like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And it's just, I don't know, man. I don't, I mean, I'm not going, again, I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm, I'm talking shit about Drake. I'm not trying to make it seem like this nigga does not make good music. He makes good music. He makes really good music. And obviously the world loves him or else he wouldn't be doing what he's doing right now. But just for me personally, it's not like something I would go absolutely crazy over. I'm not going to lose my mind. You know, I'm not super, I'm not looking forward to the next Drake album. Let's, let's put it that way. If, if I hear that Drake is dropping a new project, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm pro- I probably wouldn't even listen to it. And I haven't even listened to the last couple of ones that he's put out because they all just feel the same to me. They're not, they don't resonate enough. They don't blow my fucking, when I hear an album from an artist that I am excited about, I want it to blow my mind. I want to hear it and be blown away. I'm not blown away by Drake. I'm not like in, I'm not impressed. And I don't want that to make it seem like, I don't think he does a good job. I'm just not excited about it no more. Like it doesn't excite me. It's not exciting. It's just basic. And that sounds really harsh and that sounds really mean. And this is just part one. So, <laughs> God dig it damn. Another artist. And you're really not going to like this shit. Another artist that I feel pretty much the exact same way about is Nicki Minaj. Now, please, for the love of God, do not come for my throat, okay? Because Nicki Minaj, again, I'm not going to deny that she makes the greatest verse that Nicki Minaj has ever, ever in her entire life recited is her verse in Monster with Kanye West, Rick Ross, and Jay-Z. That was the greatest thing. That And that's what I mean. When I say blow me away, I mean that verse. I'm going to read through the lyrics here in a second, but I remember the first time, if you don't know the song, it's Monster by Kanye West featuring Rick Ross, Jay-Z, and Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj has the very last verse, and I think Charlie Wilson sings the outro. I don't fucking know. But it's on his uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album, which was a great album, by the way. And she, she was still pretty underground at this time. She was still pretty underrated at this time. And it's like, 
okay, Nick, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put you on a song with Kanye West and Jay-Z and Rick Ross, and you are going to blow their minds. You are going to, you are going to shut down every single other verse on this song. You are going to be the great. You have to come with the greatest bars you have ever came up with in your entire life. You have to prove to them. These pioneers of rap music, these legends of rap music, these legends of hip hop that you can not only swim in their waters, but you can dominate and destroy on their level. That's what somebody had to tell her. Someone went up to her and said, okay, this is serious now. Get, get your game face on. You have got to make a mark and you have to do it well. And she said, I got you. And she went into the studio and said the greatest thing that I've probably ever heard in my life. It doesn't make sense how amazing this verse is. Let's, let's go and dive into it real, real quick. Pull up in a monster, automobile gangster, with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in that Tonka, color of Willy Wonka. You can be the king, but watch the queen conquer. That sets it up. That sets it up. She comes in very, very aggressive. Like the song is called Monster. The premise of the song is I'm a monster. I'm a beast. I'm a savage. I'm, you know, unstoppable. I'm an unstoppable force. I'm a destroyer of worlds. I'm a wrecking ball. I came here to fuck shit up. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And she took that to a literal sense by not only setting up just a regular day. This is a regular day for me. This is, this, is how I, this is how I wake up in the morning. That's the type of energy that the first four bars of this song is on. This is how I wake up in the morning. Let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going because I got to talk about this. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brains. Then I'm going to start rocking gold teeth and fangs because that's what a motherfucking monster do. Hairdresser from Milan, that's a monster do. Monster Jippy Heels, that's the monster shoe. Young Money is the roster, that's the monster crew. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with a funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't noticed because my money ain't. Just, 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 again, this is every day. This is my everyday life. This is what I do on a regular basis. Everything from the cars that I drive, to the shoes on my feet, to the hair on my head, to the clothes on my body, to the niggas that I associate with, everything that I do, this is everything that I do. This is who I am. And when, when people say they understood the assignment, they're talking about Nicki Minaj's verse in Monster. Now, I'm going to skip a little bit down just a little bit, just toward the end, because it's really the end of the song that blows my fucking mind. When I first heard it, I was just like, bro, did she really just do that? Like, it was phenomenal. So skipping down to a little bit of the last little parts, but really, really, I don't give a F-U-C-K. Forget Barbie. Fuck Nikki. She's fake. She's on a diet while her pocket's eating cheesecake. And I'll say, Bride of Chucky, it's child's play. Just killed another career. It's a mild day. Besides, yeah, they can't stand besides me. I think you and M should menage Friday. I think you and M should menage Friday. She said, <laughs> she said, I think you and M should menage 
Friday, as in Amber Rose, because at the time, that's who Kanye West was affiliated with, was Amber Rose. I don't even think, I don't even need to finish the fucking verse. So, I said all of that to say this. Nicki Minaj makes great music if she puts in the effort. Now, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I stopped fucking with Nicki Minaj after finding out who she affiliates and associates herself with. And the personal life of Nicki Minaj has stunted me from continuing listening to her music. But once I stopped listening to her music, I realized that I never really enjoyed it as much as everyone else did. I just listened to it because that's what everyone else was listening to at the time. You couldn't go a week in a public high school, public middle school, public wherever without people listening to Nicki Minaj. And if you didn't listen to Nicki Minaj, then something was wrong with you because it was like, what? You don't listen to Nicki Minaj. Why not? She's great. For my generation, let me clarify, for my generation, she was one of the first women to really put herself out there on this hardcore type shit. For my generation, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, there weren't other female rappers before her that were doing the same things that she was doing, that was talking about the same things that she was doing, etc. Because they were. There, there were. They exist. There are plenty of them. But I'm saying as far as my generation goes, she was one of the first ones to really put herself out there. And I, and I mean that because after Nicki Minaj, you have all of these follow-ups. Now all of these young girls are seeing Nicki Minaj and thinking to themselves, oh, I want to do that. I can do that. If she can do it, I can do it. The same way young boys look up to baseball players or basketball players or soccer players or whoever and say, I can do that. And I'm going to do that. You had young girls in my generation. Because all of these female rappers that are coming out now, they're about my age. Nicki Minaj is in her 40s. So that's what I mean. She influenced an entire generation of young women, young rappers, to chase after that. And even though the narrative has changed, because now female rappers really just talk about a whole lot of sex, a lot of them still talk about hardcore gangster shit. They do. But most of all, it's just sex, and I can do what I want. I'm a strong, independent woman who can take care of herself. You know, I don't need a nigga taking care of me because I can do it. They're influencing another generation of young girls to, to be like them or to be another version of them. It's, it's, it's a follow-up. It's a stepping stone. But looking back at it, I mean, yeah, Nicki Minaj has made great music, but I was never really excited about it. That verse on Monster probably was the only thing that I've ever heard from her that blew my mind, that made me excited. And honestly, up until I heard that song, I wasn't even really listening to her underground stuff too much. Like I heard it and I was just like, eh, okay, that was cool. But when I heard that, I was like, bro, this is fucking amazing. And then I waited around for another verse like that and I never got it. And since I stopped listening to her, it doesn't even phase me. Like, it doesn't even register that I don't listen to Nicki Minaj anymore. When at one point you can say that I was a fan, the same way you could say at one point I was a fan of Drake, but I don't even listen to him anymore. 
And I realized that I was just on the bandwagon. I was riding the bandwagon of Drake and Nicki Minaj throughout my entire grade school career because that's just what everyone else was listening to. And if you weren't listening to them, then it's like, what the hell is your problem? You don't like Drake? You don't listen to Nicki? You don't like them? That's weird. And I gave a fuck then, but I really don't give a fuck now. Like, it doesn't even... And it doesn't even phase me that I I never really was as big of a fan of these individuals as I thought that I was. And it's wild because it's like, they don't make bad music. They don't. They don't make bad music. It just wasn't, it didn't didn't matter too much to me. And at the time, you know, it, it seemed like it did, but the reality of it is it didn't. And... I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's not like it's a super big deal. Because you can say now, yeah, I don't really listen to Drake like that. I mean, he's cool. I tolerate Drake. I tolerate Nicki Minaj. I mean, I haven't heard anything new from her in a while. This isn't to say that she doesn't make music still. I'm pretty sure she does. I just haven't been out there looking for it. And again, if Drake announced that he's releasing an album, I'm not going to run down to try to find it and listen to it right away. If I hear it, I hear it. If I don't, I don't. It's not going to matter to me either way it goes. And maybe I should have always had that mentality because it would have saved myself a lot of just wasting time trying to blend in with the crowd when the reality of it is I could care less. And I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm being too harsh. I'm not trying to make it seem like these these artists don't create greatness. I just don't care. (laughs) Me personally, I don't give a shit. It is what it is. And that's just the realization that I had the past couple of weeks. Just, you know, every time I had a Drake song play on my phone, I would immediately skip it. Like, it, it, I didn't even feel like listening to it. And unless you play it for me, it's not going to be my first choice. Like, I don't have Drake on my playlists on my phone. I don't have Nicki Minaj on my phone at all, actually, now that I think about it. And... People, but people are just convinced that they are just the greatest at what they do. There's so many more greater artists than Drake and Nicki Minaj. You just have to find them. But you're so caught up in being in the obsession pool with everyone else that you're going to look past a really great artist because they're not Drake or they're not Nicki Minaj. That doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And when you realize that, then you can probably enjoy it more great music from artists that you never even would have known about if you hadn't taken the time to listen to them. And that's kind of part of what I'm trying to do here is just expand your thought process into thinking other than how you think. There's there's other people that you can be listening to that may be just as good, if not greater, than what you're already listening to. And again, this is just my opinion. You don't have to take it personal. It's just what I think all I got to say about that. But thank you anyway for listening. I do appreciate it. And I do appreciate all of the love and support that I've gotten over this past year of doing this. It really does mean a lot to me and I'm very humbled by it. So until next time, I will speak to you guys later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr.